do have a script reading today. Where is Diana? There she is. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Hear them, O house of David. Is it too little for you to weary mortals that you weary my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, The young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. He shall eat curds and honey by the time he knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good. For before the Lord, but for before the child knows how to refuse the evil and choose the good, the land before whose two kings you are in dread will be deserted. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Amen. Thank you, Diana. Divine intervention. Divine intervention, those moments where you just get this sense that God is real and somehow working in your life, bringing encouragement and hope, somehow connecting your mind with the big picture. You can just see that everything is going to be okay. Sometimes encouraging you, sometimes comforting you helping you to know that God is real and cares for you very much. We all need those moments, don't we? We need those moments and we experience them within different ways and varying significance. So like some breakthrough in your career that you've been waiting for, a restored relationship, getting to retirement finally after all those years of working, the birth of a child, also small moments, Uh, Seeing a cardinal on the bird feeder can feel like divine intervention. Moments of solitude and silence in the ice house, I think about as I see all the uh, men and women out in their ice shacks. Someone uh, unexpectedly calling or texting you. See, friends, we can experience the sense of divine intervention within all these moments and maybe maybe others. Maybe you're thinking of some that are particular to your life. And in these moments, we gain the sense that everything will work out. We're cared for. We're going to get through it. God tried a couple times to give this kind of assurance to King Ahaz. He was in a tough spot. He, had, uh, he was a king who had different nations around him that were conspiring against him. And he is so afraid, he's so anxious, that his heart and the hearts of everyone in his kingdom were shaking. Have you ever felt that anxious or afraid that it just felt like your body was shaking, like you didn't know what to do? This is the spot that King Ahaz was in, and God tries to come to him and comfort him within this darkness. He says through the prophet Isaiah, Take heed, like listen up, pay attention, be quiet and do not fear, and don't don't let your heart be faint because these two smoldering stumps of firebrand, because of the anger that they have towards you. In other words, God was saying, don't worry about it. I've got you. I'm going to take care of this. You just have to trust me and move forward in faith. But somehow Ahaz didn't listen. He wasn't interested in God's encouragement. 
So God comes to him again and says, listen, ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be as deep as Sheol or as high as heaven. But Ahaz says, no, I will not ask. I'm not going to ask. Are you kidding me? I will not ask and put the Lord your God to the test. For one reason or another, Ahaz says, no thank you to the Lord's intervention. He says, no thank you to the encouragement that God wanted to give him, to the promise from God and the opportunity to walk in faith during a scary or difficult season in life. Who could do this? How could he do this? How could Ahaz say, no thanks God, I don't need the encouragement, I don't need the promise of your provision or your strength or your guidance in this life. No thank you. Don't need it. I'm good. Well, it turns out that Ahaz said no thank you to God's intervention because he had devised a plan of his own. He, would stay, he could stay in control of his life by partnering with other nations and trust in the king of Assyria rather than trust in the Lord of all creation. Think about that for a second. To trust in a king, a, a worldly ruler, rather than to trust in the Lord of all creation. We would say, well, that sounds absurd. God's invitation to Ahaz was to navigate this time of uncertainty with faith. To respond to those signs that God had given to him with trust and faithfulness rather than control and sheer self-determination. I got this. I got it. I got a plan. I'm going to figure this out. Yeah, when we look at it in, in the life of Ahaz, we say, well, that's absurd. But I wonder, have there been times when we have said no thank you to the signs that God sends to us. Friends, those moments are gifts from God meant to encourage us. Yes, signs of His presence with us, of His love and and control over all of creation, His love for us. But those signs that we experience, that you experience in some way or another, even something as wonderful as today, those signs are not the end goal of our faith. We don't walk in faith and not by sight just so that we can experience the signs and say, oh, that's cool. I'm so glad that God loves me and I'm just going to feel at peace with that. Just stay exactly where I am. No, God gives us these moments as a gift and an invitation to respond to His action and love with trust and faith to let go of control and fear, those things that drive us so often, especially if we don't pay attention to them, to let go of control and fear and anxiety and to let Him guide us. To say instead, I'll trust you. I'll trust you in the letting go. I'll let go of control and of my planning and and trying to craft my life in just a certain way. And I'll walk through this time of uncertainty and darkness and difficulty with faith and see what you do. God also knows that this is difficult for us, right? This is difficult for us to walk in faith in life. So He sends Jesus to us. This was the second promise to Ahaz. Therefore the Lord Himself will give you a sign. I know that you can't do this on your own. Look, the young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. And then later we read in Matthew's Gospel, an angel, an angel of the Lord comes to Joseph 
and says, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the Lord, through the prophet Isaiah, which we just read. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Friends, Jesus is the ultimate sign of God's love for us and presence with us. The most powerful sign that we could experience of divine intervention. He comes to us, giving us the continual encouragement and strength that we need as He invites us also later when He says, come and follow Me in this life. Learn from Me. Do as I do. Respond to the difficulties in life, not through trying to control them or being overly afraid of them, but to respond by saying, yes, Lord. Or thank You, Lord. So friends, as we navigate this last week of Advent and anticipate the birth of our Savior, the Lord of creation, breaking into your life. Think about that again for a second. The Lord of creation breaking into your life. Coming to you as a sign of God's presence and action in the world. Let's not miss the significance of that. And when we experience those signs of divine intervention, let's just turn inward and say, yes, Lord, I will do what You want me to do. Or just simply thank You, Lord, and let those signs of God's goodness and grace push us closer to the feet of our Lord. Amen. Let's take just a brief